I'd just climbed back into the room when suddenly I heard a voice. Jasmine, how come you're only getting home now? I turned around to find Emma standing there. That's my business. Don't come home late like this again, okay? You'll be grounded if your dad finds out. I shrugged and closed my door without saying anything. Yep, that's Emma, my stepmom. She doesn't actually care, she just pretends to. If it wasn't for her telling my dad to forbid me from singing, then I wouldn't have to sneak out to go practice like this. Different day, same story. Yet again, I've had to lie about going to my singing practice. Honestly, I can't wait to be an adult so I can do whatever I want. Dad, I'm going over to Mix to study, I said as I headed for the door. Suddenly, Emma pulled me back and handed me a bottle. Huh? Licorice tea? Drink this after practicing. It helps keep your voice clear. Then she winked at me. Huh? So she knew I'd lied about where I was going, yet still she'd helped me? Maybe, just maybe, I've been misunderstanding her this whole time? Later that night, Emma suggested we should go for a picnic on the weekend, and for once, I excitedly agreed. But when the weekend rolled around, there was this hectic snowstorm. Ugh. Emma kept looking out at the snow, with disappointment written across her face. Ugh. That's when the idea hit me. How about we have an indoor picnic? Yes, that's right. That's a great idea. And so, we set up the tent right in our living room, and we were having the best time, when suddenly, the doorbell rang. I got up to answer it, and standing there, covered in snow, was a woman. She suddenly ran at me and said, Oh my gosh, Jasmine, you've grown up so fast! I've missed you so much! Before I could understand what was going on, Dad shouted, Megan, I can't believe you have the nerve to show up here like this! I know you won't accept my apology, but you don't understand. I had to see her. I've missed her every single day. Oh my god. So, that woman was my mother? I couldn't hold back my tears and ran straight over to hug her. I swear I had been waiting for this moment for years. Mom gently stroked my hair and then turned to my dad. Can I stay here for a while? Just to make it up to my beloved daughter after such a long time being apart, Elvis. Are you joking? Get out of my house. Dad, please let her stay. Please. But no matter how much I begged, Dad wouldn't give in. And so I turned to Emma for help. Elvis, just let her stay here. If Jasmine wants to be with her mom this badly, we should let them have some time together. Come on, darling. I looked at Emma with so much appreciation, then turned those puppy eyes towards my dad, and eventually he reluctantly nodded his head. Yay! I shouted and led mom to my room. From that day onwards, I spent most of my free time with her. We went to the movies together, shopping together, and honestly, it was the happiest I'd ever felt. One day, I was listening and humming along to my music when mom came in. Wow. So, you also love singing? It must be genetic. Back then, if I hadn't been so passionately obsessed with music, which drove your dad crazy, I might never have left you like that. Now I regret it so much, Jasmine. I put my arms around her and softly said, After all these years, I still think about that lullaby. Can you sing it to me? Which one? 
I sang you many lullabies back then. It's Don't Know Why by Nora Jones. Oh, right. That one. Then she started singing. I swear to God, her voice was like an angel. But strangely, it didn't give me any of the feelings I had as a kid. Was it because I have grown up? While I was absorbed in my thoughts, I suddenly saw Emma's shadow at my doorway. But when she met my eyes, she hurried down the stairs. Huh? Why was Emma crying? I was so confused. She must be jealous of our relationship, Mom said. Yeah, probably. Since she'd been married to my dad for three years, but we'd never been close. That evening, when I went to the kitchen with Mom to set the table, she suddenly shouted, Oh my gosh! Why did Emma make chicken parmigiana? Doesn't she know that your dad hates this? Then she took the plate and threw it in the trash, saying she would order takeaway instead. Huh? Dad hates this? He always complimented Emma on her signature dish. Before I could react, Emma entered the room. As soon as she saw her chicken in the trash, she glared at Mom. Things then got so awkward. Emma had skipped dinner. Mom also tried to start a conversation with Dad a few times, but he ignored her. Ugh, I felt so bad for Mom. In my dad's eyes, there was only Emma now. But my mother had done nothing wrong. She just wanted to pursue her passion. Later that night, I was heading to the pantry to get some snacks when I heard Emma yelling at Mom. Megan, for old time's sake, I didn't bring up anything from the past, but you can't just do whatever you want. How dare Emma yell at my mom like that? As soon as Emma left, I ran over to my mom asking her what had happened. She hesitated for a while then told me the whole story. It turned out Mom and Emma used to be in the same band when they were young, and since Mom was always the lead singer, Emma had begrudged her ever since. Perhaps she has never gotten over it. Ugh, I didn't expect Emma to be so mean. So from that day on, I began to show my attitude towards Emma. I didn't let her go to the parent-teacher conference like I had promised before, and I even forbade Mick, my best friend, from talking to her every time he came over. Mom, how did you and Dad meet back in the day? Well, back then, your dad was a waiter at the lounge I used to sing at every weekend. We quickly fell in love and started leaving love letters for each other at our secret spot. Ew, how cheesy. It's called romantic, you silly. At that time, we put our initials at the end of every letter. Suddenly, there was some noise at the door, and I turned to see Dad standing right behind us. What do you mean, our initials? It represented our two favorite characters' names from that movie. Yes, it was the initials of Monica and Quincy in the movie Love and Basketball. Dad gaped at Emma in surprise as she continued. I was the one writing letters to you that year. But when I got to the meeting spot, I saw you and Megan together. So I left. Dad and Emma looked at each other, then turned to stare at Mom. Actually, back then I liked you so much that I pretended to be Emma but it's not that important. In the end, you were still into me and we got along really well, right? I can't believe you lied to me like this for all these years. Then dad angrily left the room followed by Emma. As for mom, she was sitting there, tears pouring from her eyes. Okay, so mom was definitely in the wrong, but did dad need to treat her like that? Who doesn't make mistakes from time to time? And anyway, it's because of my mom's mistake that I'm even here, right? From that day onwards, the atmosphere in the house was so intense. Dad ignored Mom, and Emma always gave Mom hateful looks. Until one day. I'd just gotten home from school when I saw my dad excitedly running towards me saying, Emma is pregnant. 
You're going to have a little brother or sister. Wow. I'd always wanted to have a sibling. I couldn't believe it. So that night, my family threw a party to celebrate, and Mom also congratulated Dad and Emma. And thanks to that, the tension between the three of them started to ease. Phew. But a few days later, for some reason, Dad found out that I'd lied about going studying with Mick. He was furious and grounded me for a week. I was sullenly playing on my iPad when Mom entered the room. Emma must be the snitch. Now that she's pregnant, she wants Dad to be angry with you, so he'll give all his love to her and the baby. Well, that just made sense. The other day, I'd even seen Emma whispering something to Dad, and as soon as he heard it, he got mad. Ugh, such a two-faced woman. I had to sort this out, and so I set up a fun plan for my stepmom. One time, I made her orange juice using powdered cheese, and she ended up spitting it out all over Dad. <laughs> then I unscrewed the shower head to add blue food coloring, and that's how I gave her a Smurf makeover. It was hilarious hearing her horrid scream from the bathroom. Another time, I snuck into Emma's room, trying to put flour in her hair dryer. I was rummaging through the bedside table looking for her hair dryer when suddenly I saw a DVD labeled Jasmine 0311. Huh? What's this? Why was my name on it? Curious, I went back to my room to play it. And then I couldn't believe my eyes. On the screen, Emma was carrying a baby and singing a lullaby to her. This melody. Wasn't it the song Don't Know Why? So that baby was me? But Emma couldn't sing. Could she? Her voice was weak and sounded hoarse. What did this mean? I rushed to show my dad the DVD. Emma told me not to talk about this, but since you already know, I won't hide it anymore. Then he told me everything. Turns out my mom left for a rich man when I was only two years old, and it was Emma who came and helped my dad take care of me during my younger years. Oh my gosh. What? So all those memories of my mom's warm hugs and lullabies were all actually of Emma? A feeling of guilt welled up in my heart. I had to do something to apologize to Emma. So the next day, I asked Mick to go to the mall to help me buy her a gift. As I was passing a coffee shop, I suddenly saw my mom sitting with some guy. Without thinking much, I quickly pulled Mick to a nearby table and eavesdropped on them. Honey, how's the money? You know how pushy the creditors are, and they're getting kinda aggressive. Don't worry, it won't be long now. My daughter's on my side. She'll help me kick her stupid stepmom out. Then my ex-husband will soon follow her wish and volunteer to give me money. What? What was going on? Had mom come back just for dad's money? I was about to go confront her when my phone rang. It was dad. Jasmine, go to the hospital right away. Emma is in the emergency room. By the time I got there, I saw my dad sitting outside the ER with his head in his hands. After a while, the doctor came out and said, Both mother and baby are okay. Next time, please pay more attention to the patient's food allergy. How could you eat stuff you're allergic to? You must be more careful, okay? Yeah, Emma always took good care. It didn't make sense. Unless... my mom... I was about to tell Dad about what I'd seen at the mall when Mom suddenly appeared, eagerly asking about Emma's situation. Unable to stand her pretense any longer, I shouted, Mom, drop the act. It was you who did all of this, wasn't it? Jasmine, what nonsense are you uttering? Furious, I immediately told them the whole story I've heard. Megan, 
I could forgive you for the old letter story and for trying to sabotage my voice, but the fact that you wanted to harm my baby is unforgivable. It turns out the stuff from the past that she mentioned before was that my mom harmed her to destroy her voice. So that's why dad didn't let me sing, for fear that it would cause Emma pain. Suddenly mom burst out laughing. <laughs> I don't need your pity. You were so lucky to have such a beautiful voice and a wonderful man by your side. And even now, you're still trying to take the life that should have been mine. Megan, give it up already. You need to stop this. Mom was about to say something, but I interrupted her. Mom, please just go. I'm so ashamed to have a mother like you. Then I burst into tears. She got up and left, without even so much as a glance back at us. Emma took me into her arms. I was afraid that you would be disappointed. That's why I hid everything from you. I'm sorry for treating you so badly. She gently patted my head, and I felt like I was back in my childhood, where she'd held me and sang lullabies. It was so comforting. Finally, peace has returned to my family. I'm so fortunate to have Emma as a stepmom. And pretty soon, my little bro or sis will be here. And I can't wait. No, I'm not going to give up that easily. I thought, as I sat in the cave, no one would find me here for sure. Except for the group of tourists who'd come here on a field trip. Not only that, I found myself in a terribly uncomfortable situation because I was in a filthy cave in my wedding dress. I got kicked out of there in disgrace. It turned out that I was hiding in the tourist zone. Whoever thought of doing tours in caves? It stinks and is boring as hell. But as soon as I got outside, I was immediately picked up by my fiancé Jacob's men. Oh man, now I really have to get married. Hi. My name's Lily, and my mom's making me get married, so I don't have to be dependent on her anymore. My mother should get the Mother of the Year award, because she's done enough to annoy me over the past year, and also caused me serious injury. It's her fault I broke my arm, because she made me work as a janitor in the winter, and then one morning, when the power went out all over town, I slipped in the dark, fell down, and blacked out, and when I woke up, I had a cast on my arm. I was in terrible pain, but instead of words of encouragement, my mother said, You did it on purpose so you wouldn't have to work. Do I look crazy? No, you're just lazy. You're useless. You can feel sorry for my mother. She's got such a grown-up daughter who's still not working. But the thing is, we're pretty well off, and we don't need anything. But my mother got it into her head that I have to work, because I'm 18 years old now. The thing is, her friend's daughter has been working since she was 16 and helping the family. And my mom hears from her friend all the time about how great her daughter is. And then she blows her brains out that I should set an example. So adopt her. I once got angry. I'm not going to sacrifice my time for your whims. I'm actually at university. And if I work, I wouldn't have time to study. That's just an excuse, Lily. If you wanted to, you could find a way. I don't want to, so leave me alone. But Mom was determined not to give up. And I found out the next morning when I got into the shower and cold water was pouring down on me. I screamed so loud, the whole neighborhood must have heard me. I ran out of the shower right away 
and I yelled at my mom, and she just shrugged her shoulders and said that the water had been cut off for non-payment because I don't work, so there's no hot water for me. Of course, I knew my mother turned off the heater herself by turning the valve. What are you talking about, daughter? I just didn't have the money to pay the water bill, and no one helps me financially. Soon, we probably won't even have electricity. I got really pissed off, and I had to go to my friend Melissa's house to take a shower. I felt really uncomfortable, but luckily, she understood. Melissa thought my mom was wrong, but I wasn't just lying on the couch all day with my phone on all day. I'm in school, and I'm an A student. Then my mom started selling stuff that I wasn't buying with my allowance. It was my money, so I'm entitled. Mom, you're crazy. We're doing fine. Why are you ruining it? You don't want to hear me. You don't want to understand me. I was able to get my laptop back, but I had to say goodbye to my old console, a fitness watch, and a new leather jacket. But even that didn't break me, because I kept standing on my ground. My studies would come first, even if I had no fight with my mom about it. And then I had an unexpected surprise. I came home from the university, and I saw a beautifully set table. Mom even bought me a new dress. What's the catch? Are you going to take it away tomorrow? Of course not, honey. Get dressed. We have guests coming over. A family visited us. I immediately noticed a very handsome boy. It turned out to be my mother's colleagues and their son. The guy was shy, but that only added to his charm. He and I had a nice chat about games, movies, and studying. I really liked the guy, but only until I found out something. My mom has a thing for talking loudly on the phone. She thought I'd gone to bed, but in fact, I was finishing my literature essay. And that's when I heard that it wasn't just guests. Turns out, our parents want to marry us. What? But why would mom do that? What's she up to? I ran out of the room right away. I reached the phone out of her hands, and I threw it at the wall, feeling like I was the coolest agent 007 ever. I heard that. What are you up to? If you don't want to work and help me, then you're going to get married. So you don't have to sit on my neck anymore, Lily. I was so shocked. I stood there like an ice-cold statue for a minute. When I came to myself, my mother had already locked herself in the bedroom. No, this is too much. I'm not marrying anyone. Never. Meanwhile, my mother called the family back in for dinner. I dressed up like a real goth. I climbed up on the table. I threw away all the food, and then I started singing Rumsting songs. Well, that's just to scare the guests. You guys are crazy, like the Adams family, the man exclaimed. And we have a coffin in the closet, I said, and I laughed wickedly. The guests immediately ran away in terror, and then I ran out of the house to avoid the hot hand of my wicked mother. I hid at Melissa's and told her everything. My friend suggested an interesting theory. Your mother probably wants you to work for a reason. Maybe she really does have some problems that you don't know about. That seemed like a sensible idea to me. The next day, I went through my mother's things. And I found something interesting. Turns out, about six months ago, she got mixed up with scammers, who scammed her out of a lot of money. So that's why she wants me to go to work so bad. Mom has debts that for some reason I have to pay off. When I told Mom that I knew her secret, she was able to get away with it. I needed money for a gift, 
You act so hard for an electric scooter. But I didn't ask to go into debt. That's your problem. We argued for a long time. And the very next day, another fiancé came to visit us. Very wealthy, handsome, but terribly spoiled. I didn't like him at first sight, but my mother begged me to marry him. We'll settle our debts, and then you'll get a divorce. You might even get something in the divorce. Do it for me. No way. However, that guy didn't know how to take no for an answer, and he got us married. But I wasn't going to give up either. So I ran away from my own wedding and hid in a cave. And then you know the rest. And when we danced the first dance, he purposely stepped on my feet. And I responded by throwing a piece of cake at him as a joke. The guests laughed. I laughed too. But Jacob, on the other hand, he was furious. Believe me, I did everything to get him to divorce me. I ruined his food. I burned his clothes with an iron. And once, I sold cheaply through an online store for the goods he was supposed to ship to his business associates in another country. But Jacob remained undeterred. At least, that's what I thought, until we had a social evening. Jacob came on stage, told me how much he loved me and cherished me. And then he showed people a slideshow of wedding photos. Except it wasn't wedding photos. They were mine, shameful ones, which the whole society saw. Now you've lost, Jacob said angrily. Then he came up to me. Let's just get a divorce. I'd love to, except our parents signed a contract, and I have to put up with you for a year. A year? I couldn't believe my ears. I couldn't hold back the tears of despair. Jacob didn't even feel sorry for me. Just like that, I was all alone. It was good that I could go to the university and get support from Melissa. But my mom didn't see how miserable I was. She talked me into staying with Jacob forever because he's insanely rich. And he certainly wouldn't skimp on gifts and expensive things. There's no way in hell I'm staying with that jerk, I screamed. The year went by unbearably slowly, and I finally got my divorce. In the divorce, I had no claim on Jacob's family money, but he gave me $200,000 himself. Buy yourself a house and move away from your crazy mother. My ex-husband said, and then he added, I'm sorry about what happened. It's been a sucky year for both of us. That's for sure, but thanks for the money. I could use it. After the divorce, I immediately bought a house on the coast. It wasn't a new one, but I didn't care. My mother wanted to move in with me. She'd always wanted to move out of that cramped apartment and into a house of her own. Oh no, I'm going to live here alone, I said. Lily, how could you do this to your own mother? How could you do this to your own daughter? You got yourself into debt, and you made me pay it off without thinking about my schooling or what I wanted. If it weren't for me, you wouldn't have this house. I'm the one who made you marry Jacob. Yes, and that was a terrible year, too. Even that 200000 wouldn't make up for it. I don't want to see you. I closed the door in front of my mother, and I cried. I was very hurt that she couldn't understand me, and it hurt even more that I would no longer be able to communicate with her. My mother had betrayed me. Melissa and I renovated my new house together, and then one night... Jacob showed up at my door. Did something happen? Yeah, I don't have anybody to talk to, and I have a problem. Jacob told me his business is failing, and he has nowhere else to go, because all his friends and majors had turned their backs on him. My friend wanted him out, because she knew how he humiliated me at that social gathering. No, 
He's staying. And even though my ex-husband and I weren't friends, he gave me money after the divorce and helped me move out of my mother's house. I helped Jacob come to his senses after he lost his business. I also suggested a good idea for a startup. He loved the idea, but I had to sell the house to make it happen. Melissa thought the guy was going to screw me, but Jacob didn't. Instead, he took a cut, and now we're making money together from the business. The business helped us get closer and become friends. However, no amount of money helped me to reconcile with my mother. She was now resentful of me, but I didn't want to crawl on my knees in front of her either. But I hope that in future, we can forgive each other. Do you think my mom deserved forgiveness? Write your answers in the comments, like the video, and subscribe to the channel. Hi everyone, my name is Leslie. I live with my dad. He's a cop and controls my every move. My parents got divorced a few years ago, and I've been living with my mom all this time. However, she had to fly out of state for a year for work, and I had to move in with my dad, who lived in a small town. No, I love my dad, but the whole situation sucked. New town, new schooling classmates, and a new life, because my dad is a strict man. My mom didn't let me do much either, of course, but my dad laid out his rules right away when I came to visit. No boys, no long walks, and no parties. Also no short dresses or skirts. Honey, I work with criminals and I know what they can do. I want you to be safe, and I don't want you getting involved with anyone, especially Johnson. Who's Johnson? He's your future classmate. I've already checked out all your new classmates. Johnson is a frequent visitor to my station, always getting into trouble. All he can do is fight and steal. Watch out for him. He's not your kind of crowd. And when I saw this Johnson guy, I knew what my father was talking about. Dirty, unkept, very mean and arrogant. Wow, we got a princess over here. He gave me a cheeky smile. I was startled and immediately pepper sprayed him in the face because what my dad said about this guy really affected me. Hey, is that how a princess greets people? The troublemaker was indignant and covered his face with his hands. Everyone just laughed at him and gave me a thumbs up. I thought that such an unconventional introduction would help me avoid Johnson's attention. But after class, some guys grabbed me. Hey doll, wanna introduce yourself? Leave me alone, I said trying to get out of their grasp. Why are you so boring? Come with us, let's have some fun. Hey, the lady said she didn't want to talk to you, said Johnson, and he got into a fight with these guys. He quickly scattered them and then asked me if I was all right. I was really scared, but I was also shocked, which made me speechless for a moment. And then my dad showed up at the wrong time to pick me up. He saw me next to Johnson. Hands off my daughter, Brandon. My father said sternly, Ah, so the princess is your daughter. The boy smiled. All I did was help her. Don't go within a mile of her, understand? Or you'll spend the night at the station, behind bars. I'd be happy to. I haven't been there for a whole week. Brandon grinned. I couldn't even stand up for him, which made me feel insanely ashamed. At home, my dad told me again to stay away from Brandon and reminded me not to hang out with boys until college. Otherwise, my schoolwork would suffer and any boy who dares to go out with me would suffer too. I'm sure my dad was serious about it. It was really boring at home. I finished all my homework. Dad was watching baseball on TV. I couldn't go out. Besides, I didn't really have anyone to go out with and I felt terribly lonely. I called my mother, but she couldn't talk to me for long because she was busy. In the morning, for the first time in years, I was excited to go to school. 
I found Brandon and thanked him for rescuing me yesterday. The best thank you is if I could copy your homework, he said. I didn't care, so I gave him my notebook. I noticed, however, that Brandon was having trouble reading. Are you a bad reader? I asked him. Yes, he admitted and blushed. Don't you like books? I don't have time to read. I'm busy surviving. Is there a desert island around here? I joked. I don't have a home. Brandon answered calmly. My parents abandoned me, and I ran away from the orphanage a long time ago. They weren't treating me well. My heart sank, and in a rush of emotion, I hugged Brandon. I started rambling about how I didn't know about his situation, and that I was sorry that this happened to him. And Brandon responded with a smile, saying that it was okay. I looked at him from a different perspective. He has no parents. Nobody cares about him. That's why he's acting like this. Maybe he's trying to get in trouble on purpose to spend the night at Dad's station because it's warmer there after all. I told my dad about it. He said he knew perfectly well that Johnson didn't have a home or parents. But what bothers me more is that you started hanging out with him. Leslie, what did I tell you? He'll screw you over. You'll cry over him. I agreed with Dad and started avoiding Brandon, even though it was really hard. The guy kept calling me princess, which I loved and tried to start a conversation. I couldn't resist, and we started chatting in secret. After school, I'd go to the town library, where Brandon would come and I'd teach him how to read and write. And in order to get him to practice more often, I gave him my old phone, and now we text every night. I told Brandon that my dad controlled everything, even my texts, so I had to delete them. My new friend called him the dragon, who holds the beautiful princess captive. Well, that's partially true. And then Brandon asked me out. Dad was on the night shift, so I said yes. He took me to the park, where we could see the beautiful starry sky. And then he timidly took my hand. I blushed. My heart stopped for a second, but I didn't take my hand away. I never held hands with a guy before in my life. Suddenly, however, we were blinded by headlights. Leslie, what's going on? Why aren't you home? And what's Johnson doing next to you? We were just taking a walk, I mumbled. Get in the car, and you're going to spend the night in jail, you little shit. Gladly. Brandon smiled and winked at me. At the station, in his office, my father decided to have a serious talk with me. He decided to tighten his control, so he assigned a young intern to me, Rick. Now he had to watch my every move. I freaked out and went home. In the morning, I walked to school accompanied by Rick. The intern was sympathetic but he couldn't help but obey my father's orders. I was embarrassed walking around the school with a cop. The kids were looking at me sideways. Everyone avoided me. Well, I'll never make any friends here now, and I don't think Brandon is gonna talk to me after last night. But once Brandon was out on the street, he texted me right away. I told him about my situation and the cop controlling my every move. Brandon promised to do something about it. And in the evening, when my father went to bed, Someone knocked on my window. When I opened the curtains, I saw Brandon. I immediately let the guy in the room. You're crazy, I said quietly with a smile. Dad is home. Yeah, but he goes to bed at the same time. I noticed that a long time ago, being at the station. Besides, I don't want my princess to get bored. I chatted quietly with Brandon. I went on to teach him. And then my friend confessed that no one had ever treated him with such kindness before, and he wasn't even comfortable accepting my help at first. Usually everyone avoids me because I'm the school's biggest troublemaker. Princesses like you just look at me with contempt. And you, Leslie, are not like that. 
You're very kind. He took my hand again, and I couldn't resist kissing him on the cheek. We texted in class, and after school, we continued texting each other. Dad calmed down and finally got Rick off my back. He also noticed that Johnson hadn't been in a station in a long time. Meanwhile, I helped Brandon get a job at the car wash. You don't have to steal anymore to survive. My dad's friend works here. I made a deal with him. Your shifts will start after school. Thank you, princess. You're a real lifesaver. A few days later, my dad told me he saw Brandon at the car wash. He was surprised because the kid was finally doing something right and started making money. I was pleased. Maybe dad would let us hang out. I secretly brought lunches to Brandon at work, and unfortunately, dad's friend reported it to dad. He confronted me in front of Brandon, but my friend stood up for me. Your control has turned Leslie into an uptight girl. She has no friends at all because of your intern, who's been following her around. Everybody's avoiding her now. Not up to you, Johnson, to decide how she lives her life. I'm her father, and I know best. You get on with your work and your life. Daddy asked Rick to keep an eye on me again. Only now I couldn't go anywhere after school, so I had to stay home all day. Brandon would come over in the evenings, but his visits became rare because of his night job. He wanted to get a flat so he could stop looking for a place to stay every night. And then one evening, while Brandon was visiting me, my father suddenly woke up. He had an emergency at work, so he came in to let me know. He was furious when he saw Brandon and told me I was moving back with my mother and I will never see this troublemaker again. Daddy, no, please! I almost begged. I said it all, Leslie. He took Brandon out of my room and drove him to the station. The next day, I was sitting on an airplane, crying. I loved hanging out with Brandon. I really liked him, too. It was going to be hard for him to be without me. I mean, he had no friends and no support at all. My father told my mother, and she agreed with the punishment. She didn't want me getting involved with homeless troublemakers either. However, Brandon and I continued to text each other anyway. He told me he was having a hard time without me, and I told him I was bored without him. Sometimes we'd turn on the camera, and we'd go for walks like that. I knew I wouldn't see Brandon for a long time or ever, because we were separated by a few thousand miles. But I hoped that in a year, things would get better, because my mom and I would be back home, and I wouldn't be so far away from Brandon. But things didn't go according to plan, because mom was offered a permanent job. And of course, she said yes. I was devastated that I would never see Brandon again. He really stole my heart and soul. Several months had passed. Brandon hadn't returned my calls or messages for a week. I realized that he was bored communicating this way and must have found someone else. But then one day, someone knocked on our door. And when I opened it, I couldn't help but shout with joy. I immediately threw myself into Brandon's arms. My princess, I missed you so much. Me too. He said he'd been saving up since I left because he couldn't bear to be away from me. Brandon said he was going to live in this town now, to be close to me. My mother was against our relationship, and she and my father tried to convince me not to waste my time with Brandon. But he soon proved to them that he had changed, and my parents said we could see each other. Are your parents strict too? Write your answers in the comments. I'd love to read them. Bye! I was sitting on the couch watching TV, and out of the corner of my eye, I noticed something flashed. A black shadow suddenly appeared and quickly disappeared somewhere in the back of the room. I got up and decided to look around. Maybe it was my little brother Eugene trying to scare me.
but the room was empty. Suddenly, the shadow reappeared, this time in the top corner of the room, right near the ceiling. It frightened me. I didn't know what it could be. The shadow flashed in front of me once again, disappeared, then reappeared and headed right at me. I screamed loudly, jumped back, and fell on my back. The front door opened. It was my mother. What happened? She saw my frightened face. I looked around. There was no shadow. Nothing. I blurted out immediately. I just fell down. My mom looked at me suspiciously and then carried the groceries into the kitchen. Maybe I was just exhausted and was starting to see things that didn't make sense. Hi, my name is Karen, and lately I've been seeing some weird things that made me question my mental health. But first things first, I had surgery not too long ago, and not the easiest one. I was transplanted with someone else's eyes. I've had problems with my vision since childhood. I wore glasses, had to squint sometimes, but I managed somehow. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. They called me four-eyed, a dweeb, and so forth. I'm sure you all know these typical nicknames, but that I could put up with somehow. However, in high school, my eyesight began to deteriorate drastically. I switched from one pair of glasses to the next, and it helped for a while. Eventually, I couldn't see much. My mother and I went to the hospital. Doctors hmm. examined me for a long time. They spun me around, stared at me, used different instruments. Then they sent me to another hospital until the last and most prestigious clinic gave me a disappointing diagnosis. I could go blind. My mom and dad were pretty shaken up by it. I must admit, so was I. What can be done, doctor? Mom asked. Well, there's only one solution, surgery. We need to transplant a set of healthy eyes. I didn't even believe that something like that was possible. The very thought of seeing the world through someone else's eyes made me feel very uneasy. It was a difficult time in my life, but as it turned out, there was more to come. My parents finally agreed to the surgery, but it wasn't that easy. We had to wait a couple of months for a donor to come along, but then the donor's eyes arrived and I finally got the surgery. I was blindfolded for two weeks and couldn't see anything. I was scared because I had no idea if I would see again. The doctors didn't know that either. Finally, they took the bandage off. I saw the outline of my mother's face, and then hey. I saw my father, and then the room we were in. I cried with joy. My parents cried too. It was an overwhelming feeling to be yes. able to see again. Uh -huh. Everything was beautiful. I went back to school, read books. I had perfect eyesight. Never before had I seen everything so clearly. I felt like I had some kind of superpower even though I was just like everybody else. But I wouldn't even be telling you about any of this if it wasn't for the side effects. I started seeing some strange things, sometimes even creepy things that gave me the shivers. One time I remember I woke up, went to the bathroom, turned on the water, washed my face, and then I looked up and almost fainted. What I saw in the mirror wasn't me, but a copy of me. She was smiling at me and waving. I rubbed my eyes and the other me was gone. I couldn't understand what just happened. Am I really losing my mind? I wanted to talk to my parents, but I just couldn't find the right words. What if they thought I was insane? I didn't want to end up in the hospital, so I decided to figure it out on my own. There was definitely something going on with me, and it had something to do with my eyes. I figured there had to be some scientific explanation for it. So I went to the doctor who performed the surgery. I asked him, 
Is it possible the eyeball is damaged and that causes... How should I put this? I hesitated. What? The doctor asked. Distortion? Strange visions? The man mm -hmm. frowned. Let's examine you, he said after a long pause. I was again seated in that creepy chair. They attached some kind of machine to me, and the doctor examined my eyes for about 10 minutes. Then he declared, There's nothing wrong. I don't see any damage. Okay, it's probably just fatigue. If there's anything wrong, come back again. We'll help you figure it out. I, unsure whether to be happy or sad, returned home. Things didn't make more sense to me. So I decided to trace things all the way back to the beginning to find out whose eyes I got. It wasn't easy at all. So I asked Michael to help me. Michael was a hey! friend of mine. We took a sculpting class together for two years. We both hated it, so we soon became friends. At recess, I tried to explain to him what was happening and outline my crazy plan. It's not just some random specs. No, they have faces and they move. Creepy, like a horror movie. Wow, and I thought you were finally going to be able to live a normal life. I can see just fine. But not everything I see, I like. So what are you thinking? Sneak into the clinic at night, locate my file, and find out exactly who my donor was. I could tell mm -hmm. by the look on Michael's face hmm. that he was fighting himself. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of dangerous. And how do we get through security? We could come during the day, hide somewhere, and then come out when the clinic closes. Only after about five minutes, <gasps> Michael said. Okay, let's go. I don't want you running around by yourself. The next day, we went to the hospital. We were walking down the halls, wondering where we could hide. I suggested, why don't we find a back room where they keep all the cleaning supplies and mops? Okay. Michael agreed. After half an hour, we finally found a suitable back room. While no one was looking, we snuck in and hid in the closet. The closet was cramped, so we had to stand there with our arms around each other. It's a little awkward. Michael said, yeah, I agreed. But then I added, shh, I think someone's coming. And indeed, a woman entered the room. She was folding something for about 10 minutes. And then she went out and we were alone again. What do those shadows look like? What do you see? Michael suddenly asked. Well, I don't know. They're long with red eyes. Sometimes you can see the mouth. It's hard to describe. Some kind of black clots. I wonder what it could be related to. That's what I want to find out. Maybe something happened to the person whose eyes I got and now I'm seeing all this. We stood in the closet for four hours. My legs were stiff. It was also stuffy. Finally, at 10 o'clock, the hospital was empty and we crawled out of the closet, eagerly breathing in fresh air. We stretched our stiff legs and arms. Having come to our senses, we headed out on a search mission. At night, the clinic looked creepy. Everything was dark with only a few dim lights on. What we needed was an archive where they kept all the patient's records. Surely my file would have some record of my donor. I already knew where it was, so we headed over there without looking in every room. Suddenly, something flashed in the distance. At first, I thought it was one of the staff. A guard, perhaps? I touched Michael's shoulder and said in a whisper, I think there's someone up ahead. I looked closer. It looked like a silhouette of a person. I can't see anything. Where? Hmm? said Michael. Over there. I pointed to where the silhouette was, but no one was there now. Where? I imagined it. Michael let out a sigh of relief and we continued on our way. The archive was on the second hmm. floor. We were on the third. After a bit of confusion, we finally found the right door. 
Is this it? Yes, I said. You just have to be quiet. The office was dark, so I switched on a flashlight on my phone. It was dangerous, but there was no other way. There were several shelves against the wall. It must be here, I said to Michael, and pointed to the metal boxes with the letters on them. Are they alphabetical? I think so. I need an R. Robinson. Hold the light and I'll look for it. I held the flashlight while Michael went through folder after folder. Did you find it? I asked, growing impatient. No, but... He stopped and then he called out loudly, There! Hush! They'll hear us! Suddenly there was a noise in the hallway. I turned off the flashlight and my friend and I hid under the table. The doorknob creaked and someone came inside. A flashlight beam flickered across the room. You must have imagined it, hmm. came the guard's voice. He shut the door. We waited until his footsteps faded, and I finally asked, Did you find it? Yeah. Michael showed me the folder. It said Karen Robinson on it. I flipped through the paperwork and made sure it was what we were looking for. I wanted to figure out on the spot, but Mike said, Come on, let's just take it with us. What? Yeah, and then we'll bring it back. Okay, I agreed. We'll read it outside. We left the office. Walk down the hallway towards the stairs, so we can get to the first floor and sneak past the guard into the street. Suddenly, black shadows appeared at the end of the corridor. There were many of them, an entire squad. At first, they stood looking at me. I froze too and couldn't move. Then the shadows lunged at me, and I screamed. Michael didn't understand what was happening. What's going on? He asked. I began to explain that a bunch of black monsters came rushing at me. I ran for the stairs. Michael followed me. I ran as fast as I could. We made it to the first floor. A guard suddenly appeared in front of us, but he was so frightened by my scream, he jumped out of the way. We made our way to the street and ran for another 10 minutes. Michael kept up with me. I turned around to see if the shadows were still chasing me, but there were no shadows. I stopped, and so did Michael. We caught our breath, and that's when the guy asked, Were there shadows? Yeah, maybe they're not real, but I didn't want to check. We stood by the lantern, and I opened the folder. I frantically read everything that was written about my surgery. When I got to the information about the donor, I immediately understood everything. They transplanted the eyes of a man who was being treated in a psychiatric hospital. He had schizophrenia, and he was seeing terrible hallucinations. But I thought it had more to do with the brain than the eyes. Yeah, so did I. But who the hell knows? I have to show it to my parents. We went back home. Mom and Dad were worried because I never came home from school. But I handed them the folder and pointed to the right document. I explained that I was seeing scary things and that it seemed to have something to do with my transplanted eyes. The next day, my parents made a scene at the clinic, complaining that they weren't informed who those eyes belonged to. They promised me a new surgery. Luckily, this time, I didn't have to wait so long. I got the transplant the very next week. I never saw those shadows again, but the darkness still scares me, and I don't like to be alone in a dark room. What would you do if you suddenly started seeing strange shadows? Write your answers in the comments, like the video, and share it with your friends. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret 
and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.